All right, and welcome back to another free The Geek FM. In today's episode, I talk to Myob Evangelist, Sydney PHP organizer, PHP Unconf convener, and Zen Framework 2 certified architect, Developer Jack. All right, let's crack on. Right, so I'm excited about yet another episode. And in this one, I'm not going to do a lot of talking as, you know me, I'm probably prone to do. This one, I want to give it over pretty much the entire episode to the fireside chat with Jack. But first, a little bit of intro. Uh, I mean, Jack and I have been tweeting. We've never actually met in person, but we've been tweeting for, oh wow, I think a good couple of years now. I mean, we almost met up when I was back in Australia about a year and a half ago, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Anyway, as I said in the intro, Jack is a Myob developer evangelist. He's one of the organizers of Sydney PHP. He's the PH Unconf convener. Um, generally, what can I say about Jack? He is, hey, I've got to be positive. He's an Australian like me. He's an all-around affable, really excitable, really fun person uh, to hang out with. So this chat was all-around damn interesting. What's more, he's an evangelist. So he's got that really interesting lifestyle. I guess a lifestyle, despite the fact I'm I'm still technically a freelancer, or at least part of the time, I should say. More on that maybe next time around. So he's got that lifestyle that sounds really, really glorious. You know, the developer evangelist going here, going there, going to conferences and, you know, dropping the bomb of, of new information. So I thought it'd be interesting to, 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 to pull back the veil, if you will, and see what it's actually like to live that lifestyle, to do that job, to, to be in that role. I was lucky enough to catch up with him while he was glamping at BuzzConf. I'll have more about that in the show notes. And we had a chat about a couple of things. And so he mentioned some, some really interesting facts that I think you should really pay attention to. He says this about being an evangelist. He helps teams internally and externally. He helps developers build awesome software preferably with the Maya platform. You're always still learning and you have to be really passionate. You have to be passionate about one particular thing and then grow it from there. And then an evangelist works closely with the community. I think these are all really, really good points. I think really good points about someone who is trying to enthuse other people and show them why a certain platform, a certain technology, a certain company is a great one to get involved with and to use in their software. So I don't want to go on much more, except to say that here is my fireside chat with developer Jack, a very interesting, a very energetic, a very fun to be around person. I'll see you after the chat. Thanks for having uh, a chat with me. No pleasure. Um, it's I, taken long I, enough to, to line up a time. Yeah, like we've been tweeting for, for how long now? Oh, a while, a while at least. Um, <laughs> No, it's gone back a few years, especially when I was more involved in the uh, the Zen Framework 2 stuff. Ah, is that um, what it was? Yeah, I think we were tweeting about ZF2 back when it was first being released because um, myself and Dave Clark in Sydney were running the ZF2 and SidPHP meetups. Ah. So I, I was tweeting a whole bunch and realised you were doing a whole bunch and we mm-hmm. we got in touch. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. I'm, I'm nearing 40, so, you know, the, the memory's starting to fade, right? That's all right. It's all, it's all, it's all recent years for, for myself. 
Um, um, yeah, so the the way I usually do this is um, I'll like record the in, the interview separately. Like so, you know, yep. we'll just kick in at some random point. And then later when it's all spliced together, you know, like I, I give you a big plug and, you know, this is who you are and a bit, you know, big spiel and all that sort of stuff. So it's like the two the things are separately. Moments. So like we just... <laughs> Oh, you know, so that way you don't have a chance to kind of edit them out, mate. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely uh, so, fine. But I liked what you said about, um, uh, you're talking about, was it being an evangelist and uh, was it working at airports? Because you're like, you're all over the place. You're everywhere, aren't you? I, I have been recently. Um, so I, I've only recently joined the um, evangelist sort of circuit in the last probably three months now I've been an evangelist. Um, mm-hmm. But before that I was very heavily involved in a lot of the local meetups and conferences so I would send myself to, to local events where I could and got mm-hmm. to know a whole bunch of the awesome people and then I, I got a phone call from my now boss and he goes, hey, um, yada yada yada, do you want a job? And I went, <clears throat> hell yeah. Awesome. Um, and that's how it kind of started. So I've, I've spent the last three months um, completely different lifestyle, finding... Uh, quiet corners in airports and, you know, even here tonight we're, we're speaking at BuzzConf and I found a quiet tree to sit under and catch mm-hmm. up with yourself and answer yep. some emails. So it's it's a never-ending different um, office. Every single day something different. Oh, really? So, so okay, so, so step me through. What is the life of an evangelist? Because I have a, a, a good mate of mine, Gary Hocken, is um, a developer advocate at JetBrains. Sure is. Yeah, but what what is okay? Maybe they're the same. Maybe they're not. Um, but what is an evangelist? What does an evangelist do, day to day? So, it's it's a, I think it's different in every role. Um, and evangelists, I, I find, are perhaps more um, outward facing um, than many other community management roles. But where uh-huh. I currently am at at MYOB, we're also very very heavily focused on our existing partner developers. So it's not just. Um, you know, some people describe evangelism as sales for developers, and that's not quite right. Um, so I work very heavily in uh, API and solutions architecture kind of support and, and helping developers there. But it's also mm-hmm. meetups and conferences and, you know, internal meetings and helping internal teams uh, build awesome APIs. And um, I, I like to summarize it as I help developers build awesome software, preferably with our platform. Um, Nice. That's that's quite succinct. So anything that falls within that that mandate is is something that I um, jump at and try and get working. Okay. So for for the international or like maybe the non-Australian listeners, so Myob is what an Australian um, accounting software is it online accounting software? It, it is. So we've got um, a, a quite a large product range, and we we as you say mm-hmm. focus in on the the accounting and business management software. So it's a combination of on-premise and cloud and desktop software, um, and we're currently the market leader, which is fantastic. Um, got mm-hmm. an amazing dev team internally that I work work with, and um, absolutely loving it. Okay, awesome. So, all right, so we've we've covered look, looked a bit of say what like an evangelist is and stuff. Um, how did you like? What was the path that sort of led you there? What so you started off, I guess, like most of us, um, uni, not uni. Uh, oddly enough, I'm, I'm still finishing off my degree. I got halfway through it and then stopped doing okay. it full-time. And I'm yeah. just dragging along through subject by subject. So I, um, I started working quite early on, having self-taught uh-huh. myself programming. 
and mm-hmm. um, from there it, it grew into a, an agency role and started doing some dev work um, for fairly high scale fashion and food magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was around about that time that I was learning Zen Framework and a couple of other um, frameworks that I really got more mm-hmm. into application architecture. Yep. And in doing so, I, I realized that that's so much more of a diverse skill. It's more problem solving than it is a solutions building. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually that, that grew through all the meetups and community events I was involved in to just being better known in the community. And, and that's where I sort of grew into the evangelist role. And I'm still learning how to do it. I think you're, you're, the key thing with evangelist is you're always still learning uh, on the job to, to mm. better share that knowledge with everyone else. But that's, I guess, like a lot of roles. There's always, you, you're not, you take in so much at the start and then there's the role itself so you then continue to grow or I'd like to think you continue to grow. Um, yep. So it's always, I guess, hopefully it always is a learning virtual process. Office. Yeah, it is. Yep, virtual office. <laughs> I, I, I get uh, call-outs from across the camping ground noticing where I set up shop. <laughs> okay. Well, it's like a, a big hello and a big cheerio from the, the, the expat Aussie sitting in Germany. I, I've had a few people thrilled to hear that you're, uh, you're dialing into BuzzConf, so there's a, a few really? uh, friendly and warm waves, yes. Oh, good, good. Well, like I say, I, I'd laugh if I actually sort of did know some of the people there, like, as, as well as yourself, but yeah, well, it's, it's always, uh, always happy, always good to hear. It's, um, um, it, it's funny who knows who by Twitter. Yeah, but then it's, it's like that thing with Twitter, right? You know, you've known each other for how long, but you've never actually met in person. Yeah, I was at uh, Open Source Developers Conference last week and um, realised I was sitting across the table from someone I'd been tweeting with for the last 12 months. And we went, hmm. wait, you're developer Jack? And, and, and I'm so-and-so? Wow! Um, it's just fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so when you say... Because like, I'm not going to sort of bring a, a, too much of a structure to this because I, I, I took the inspiration from many people of just, you know, you ask a few questions and you just let the conversation run where it runs. Um, so if it seems ad hoc, that's, that's really deliberate. Um, when you said like, Fine by it, me. <laughs> work from anywhere. So, so what would be the strangest place or the, the what would you say? Strangest, quirkiest, oddest. You're sitting there thinking, I never thought I'd be sitting here working away. So I, I remember sort of, I, was, I was on the phone to, um, a, a number of people on a teleconference, um, mm-hmm. as my flight was boarding and I, I literally had to brain dump a whole bunch of conversation because they're about to close the gate. Um, yeah. And I just, you know, if you'd asked me that uh, a year or two ago, I would never have seen myself having meetings at the departures gate at Sydney Airport, racing off to a conference. Um, nice. It's just just a weird experience, rushing on my phone and waving yeah. at the uh, the cabin crew, going, "Wait, wait, don't close the door." <laughs> <laughs> I um, I, I must admit to this. This isn't a work-related thing, but when I, oh, I. Ever since moving over here, like I, I, I've gotten loads and loads of, of the proverbial stamps in the passport, and for some random reason, I, I had a, a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a brain fart one, one Friday afternoon. And as I was heading, I was on the bus heading towards Stansted Airport to go to, to Germany to see my um, well then girlfriend and her family, and I got parked by the bus and realised I didn't have a passport. And, oh, uh, that's that's scary as when you do that. Mm. So I got home. I, I I rang my wife and said, "I'm look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, love. I'm, I'm not coming." And she and she says, w- w- "What do you mean you're not coming?" She's like, "Everybody's waiting. We've had this party planned for ages." And I said, uh, "You wouldn't believe what I did." And there was this awkward silence. So anyway, she has this idea of there's a chance you might make this. So I this is a Friday night, right? And and my my uh, 
My wife and I lived on the south side of London in Stansted, what, it's about an hour to the north of London. Right. Somehow, somehow or other, uh, thanks to a crazy cab driver and some extra cash, I got to I got to Stansted and I was literally the last person on the plane and I ran into the uh, ran to Stansted. I'll keep this quick. I ran to Stansted and I I checked in online on in in the cab as we were flying at I don't know what a hundred mile an hour or something up the highway. <laughs> I don't know what's that one hundred and forty one hundred fifty k. And that's in the, in the, impressive. Yep. <laughs> oh, in the bucketing rain. I kid you not. Ah, uh, brilliant. That just tops it off, doesn't it? Yeah, so we got in there, and the and there were just two people sitting there, and they were about at the the check-in desk, and they were about to to get up and leave, and I just sort of ran in, and I'm all out of breath, and I said, "Hi, hi there," and they said, "Um, can we help you?" I said, "I've, I'm on a flight. They leave soon. Can I still get on it?" Because I thought I come all this way, you know, I'm, I'm going to try. And they said, "Have you checked in online?" And I said, "Yes." And they said, do you have any bags? I said, only what I've got on, like this, this backpack just here. I said, right. They stuck an express sticker on my passport or on my ticket. And they printed out the boarding pass and they said, if you can get to the plane, you can get on. And so I've run. I've literally run with all I'm worth. I've kind of come up to security. There was a lovely old gentleman in a wheelchair. So I thought I really can't kind of shove past you, mate. Got there. Yeah. I'm, I'm running up to the plane and there was one person still getting on, and all that's good. And they're like, "Okay, you're a bit, you're a bit smelly, but yeah, hop on." Next, <laughs> so that was good, right? So I've, I've literally yeah. sprinted, and and it was all good until the next day. And everybody said, "Oh, you know, congratulations, you made it." Yada 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 yada. Yeah, the next day I uh, couldn't really get up because I think I'd sort of, I don't know, if I'd sort of busted hamstrings or something in both my legs. Oh no. <laughs> Because in the sprint to get to the plane, I've kind of I've torn round corners and jumped yeah, yeah, around yeah. other corners, and I must have just, you know, like I've been sitting in cabs, so I'm I'm not warmed up. I've gone from that to attempting to sprint a marathon and or or whatever, and yeah. So the next two days, I was like, can you can you help me up? Because I I, really, I can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> well, you made it. That's but, the important thing. Yeah, and everybody was sort of yeah crazy Australian. <laughs> I've I've gotten that a few times. So so my job is across mostly Australia and New Zealand, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, ra- racing around uh, Auckland or Wellington. I've, I've had yeah. a few of those ah crazy Aussies. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, tell, it's great what, fun. I I love Wellington. Um, I was mm. over there for PHP New Zealand probably about two months ago, and I just mm. love it. It's, it it feels like my second home. Everyone is just absolutely fantastic over there. Yeah, I saw I saw that kind of coming through on your tweets. What in the last month? Last month, six weeks or something. Yeah, it would like have been in uh, early September, I think it was, mm-hmm. or late September. I, I forget. Evangelist life has really messed with my sense of time and time zones and chronology of which event is when, um, which is sad. Really, yeah. It is things to remember, but um, it's things that I sort of forget the sequence of. I'm like, oh, which event did that happen at? <laughs> I, I, but it all sounds so good, like you know, from, from sitting on, on this side of the fence. It, it sounds amazing, and I think I, mm, I just have to get does. used to sleeping in weird hours and, um, you know, crawled up on a, a bus or something, heading out to, to the airport. Just, you get used to uh, living life as, as much as you can in as whatever environment you're in. So is this... I've, I've got to ask, I guess, after you know, hearing, hearing it so, so far, is this the... the, the from, the from, from the other side, like, from the outside looking in, it, look, it, it seems fantastic, but... From the inside, is it like the proverbial, I don't know, like, uh, airline cabin crew? You go everywhere, but you're not actually there? 
kind of thing, or, or, uh, it, it is, or is it, it really good a little bit. balance? Yeah, and and there can be weeks where it's it's absolutely flat out, and then you can have just you know the most amazing days. Um, you meet some of the most amazing people as well. So it's mm-hmm. it, you get all of the extremes, and you know, looking back on the last three months of doing the job, I don't think I'd have it any other way. Um, it, okay. it really has made it something completely unforgettable as an experience. So I'm I'm looking forward to to what's thrown at me next year. Okay, so I'd like to say a, a big thank you to, to Myob uh, for making Jack's life as fantastic as it is. Well, I can pass on your thanks in person. My, uh, my colleague and boss uh, is actually here with me co-presenting about IoT um, at BuzzConf, so I will pass on your, your thanks in person. <laughs> I shall indeed, because you, know, like, you, you always have to butter people up, right? Because I might come back to Australia one day and you know, I might be looking around for work. So Absolutely. <laughs> prepare ahead of time. <laughs> um, uh, wise words, wise words. I've got to think about that at some stage, but um, uh, I, I've no idea when. And people keep saying, so when exactly are you coming back? And all I can say is eight, ten years, maybe? I don't know. I the wish correct I did answer know. is yes, I am coming back. <laughs> I like that. That's nice and short. But when someone says specifically when, what's the right answer? I'm getting, I'm getting waves from across the, uh, the campsite to say hi. So hi from everyone at the campsite. Hello to everybody at the campsite. Man, it's like I won't, I won't keep you too long because it sounds. I mean, from the from the website and from the sounds of it, it sounds wonderful. It's it's been really nice and quiet this afternoon. I think uh, there's a few of us that have come out during the day, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of tweets of people leaving the the city and heading home to grab their bags and then head out. So I think it might get busy later on, later on. There's probably only about twenty to thirty odd people around, and I'm expecting hundred and fifty to two hundred. So okay, so is it is it a, it'll get busy? Like a, is it sort of smaller conf? Because I. I, from looking at the website, it seems more of a, 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 what's the word, intimate venue, if you will. So it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's quite a large campsite. Everything's powered, so it's not mm-hmm. completely out in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's a couple of marquees that have been set up and big tents for presentations and, and workshops, but also the main stage for musicians and campfires. So it, it kind of sprawls on a little bit, but mm-hmm. it does have a lot of... Um, sort of centre points in and around it. So, um, it's, you know, it's the first BuzzConf. I'm looking forward to many more. Oh. We'll, we'll have to see what the experience is like. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds positive so far. I guess I was putting it in the, through, well, through a frame of reference of things like PHP UK Conf and... Right. Sorry, and, and PHP World that I'm, I'm presenting at uh, next week. And I'm only a smidge nervous about my first ever presentation, but excited at the same time. It, it Look, I, I wish I was going to PHP World, but um, yeah, time zones and travel are a bit bit difficult, as, as you'll well understand being a, an mm. Aussie. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so you, and the random times you get emails, and depending where people are from, you get these mass influxes of emails at say 10 o'clock at night, or 3 yeah. in the morning, or yeah. Yeah, I, I've been working with some developers that are overseas, and you know, frequently up till 1 or 2 a.m. working with them to to build out a solution and, and you know they're doing some great work and it's it's really interesting to see um, the the difference that you think uh, you know in the morning and the evening and it's someone else's mm. morning and they've just had coffee and you've just had dinner and I, I think you just finished off breakfast and I'm looking forward to pizza being brought out from the <laughs> the caravans oh nice yeah it is odd because like I said, as I said in the, in the tweet like I thought you know 8 o'clock sounds good and, and so on but then you know the little girl was still having breakfast and it was like ah. Because I don't, yep. 
I, I'm I'm a would say not stay-at-home dad, but I sort of I we have a uh, it's a I think technically it's a four-story house here. Um, yep. One one story being the basement, so I kind of work upstairs. So I do see it, but it's I, I more hear her and hear my wife. Um, so I thought, well, yeah, okay. I'll you know spend more time around, be around, and as opposed to yeah, gotta go, gotta go. Um, but. It's, it's sort of funny, like I've been uh, in contact with a company in uh, New York I'm going to be meeting with um, the week after PHP World mm-hmm. and working with them and having some clients that I've done freelance work for, I think in the, in the States mainly. And it's just odd when you sort of get things and when they sort of start and all this flurry of activity comes through. But when then that doesn't necessarily match up with when you're in a flurry of activity. So some people no, find exactly. it really hard, but I love it personally. Yeah, it, it certainly keeps you on your toes. Hmm. Sure does. So what would I've, be... Okay. Yep. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, I, I found that particularly... Uh, you get a flurry of uh, activity with devs, and a lot of people like to sit down on a Friday night and hack away some code or something, and I'm here camping, you know, 50, 80 k's out of Melbourne, um, yeah. all rugged up in my, my winter woolies, uh, trying to help them. So it's... it's it's an interesting um, comparison. Would it be camping or glamping? Well, it's campsites, <laughs> but I'm glamping. Yeah. I, I, I paid for the uh, cabin upgrade, so I'm very grateful to Ooh. have the cabins. <laughs> nice, mate. So you like a bit of creature comfort? Oh, we'll, we'll see. I haven't been camping in about seven or eight years, so it's going to bring a whole lot of memories back and hopefully put a few more memories in the back of the brain as well. Okay. Um... All right, so we've, we've covered like a lot of the, the really positive things about being an evangelist and, and how you work. Would there, obviously, there's got to be some downsides to it. And I'm not wanting to sort of draw out bad stories necessarily, but <laughs> is there a thing that you say, look, um, I guess obviously on the balance of it, at least from the sounds of it, it sounds like the good outweighs the bad. But are there things where you think, I'd really just much prefer not to do that, or it's just more of an annoyance, like something that, that isn't so positive about the evangelist lifestyle? I, th- I think the biggest thing is that it can be really exhausting, um, especially when you're jumping between time zones. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, flying over to New Zealand, you, you lose two or three hours, and then you still got to be up, you know, midnight arrival flight, 1 a.m. hotel. Um, by the time you've actually settled down and gone to sleep, you've got to be up at, you know, 4 or 5 a.m. in your normal time zone and get working. So it's, um, mm-hmm. it, it's an interesting um, experience on the body clock. It sounds... To be honest, it sounds like a really intense role because, because like yeah, the, the the times and, and the time zones that you're mentioning is so, so. What would be an average length day, or I guess there isn't an average length. It's just as long as it needs to be by the sounds of things. Yeah, the the one thing I've learned, um, especially on the road so much and being across so many different parts of the business, is um, you learn to get work done wherever you can get work done and in and and in whatever capacity you can. Um, to free you up to do other things. And so, you know, I might be working late this evening and get some work done, but that will free me up on on Monday or Tuesday next week and it might be a shorter day. So Mm -hmm. you kind of just get it done. Okay, yep. Yeah, it's a weird mindset to have sometimes. You just got to, you know, uh, knuckle down, put your headphones on and go, right, no interruptions for the next two or three hours, but then we can have a chat this afternoon. Okay, so it's not... You shuffle, shuffle things around. So it's not like um, you walk in at, I don't know, 8.30, quarter past eight or something, and then, all right, well, it's about five now, so I'll be catching you later. 
Yeah, if you get a, a nine to five day, you kind of feel, hang on, did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like my brother. He, and he makes this remark because I think we, my wife and I were there the last time we were over, what, about two years ago? And we go in to see him and, oh no, sorry, we were meant to be meeting for dinner and it was about eight o'clock. And he said, yeah, yeah, look, I'm not, I get this tweet or this text saying, I'm not quite finished yet. Can you, can you, I'll meet you at the office. I thought, okay, oh, well, you know, a bit of a late day. Fair enough, you know, normal part of the job, right? And I, and he, he had to go up to the office for some reason and it was full, still fully kitted out. No, sorry, no, we met him. We went to dinner and dinner finished about 10.30. And then, that was right, we went up to the office to get some stuff that he'd left there instead of dragging it to dinner and then dragging it on the bus. And I said, oh, you know, is this like your busy time? You know, like accountants, uh, end of quarter, end of financials and all that sort of stuff. It's just full on time. And he just yeah. says, oh, no, no, this is just a normal day. <laughs> and I thought, oh, oh, and it just really kind of struck me because I figured, that, like, the, you know, the proverbial story, at least in the UK, was if you're a merchant banker, you're working for, well, I don't know about working, but you were there about 14 hours a day, like whether you were underway to get to the office or when you came home, they were easy 14 odd hour days. And I thought, yep, okay, every single day was this long. I thought, okay. Fair enough, I just nodded and continued enjoying my holiday. Yeah, and, and look, that's a really, really interesting point, is when you have those do-long days, you do have to take time for yourself, um, especially mm-hmm. for conferences. You know, one or two-day conferences are great. Three or four-day conferences are a bit longer and a bit more tiring, and you need to make sure that you're making enough time for yourself, especially as an evangelist, because you spend so much time out getting to know people and having an absolutely fantastic time. Mm. But when I get home from those those events, I usually try and take a few days and go, you know what, I don't want to be on Twitter. I don't want to be on all the places. I just want to mm-hmm. relax and have me time. Mm-hmm. So that's where you ignore me. All right. <laughs> that's where I hide. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you definitely... What, so it's a conscious decision to find the balance between the two. That You can be really intense with one and then just take time out to, to unwind again yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's a, that's a really healthy attitude. Uh, well, if, if you don't, everything just sort of spirals out of control. <laughs> yeah, definitely know how that feels. Yeah. No, I did, t- um, did, did, did some um, sort of freelance contracting work at once on top of the, the, the full-time work and, and realised there was no me time in that schedule. Learned the hard no. way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely agree with that one. It's, it sounds like a good idea when you're, before you're into it and then once you're in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You kind of realise, right, how far deep have I dug this hole? <laughs> yep, and then, how, how the hell do I get myself out of this hole? Well, that's the other trick, isn't it? Yeah, definitely true, and sort of managing expectations whilst you're winding down and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's, let's just say, for argument's sake, um, someone was listening, and they thought, you know, that's, this, this evangelist thing sounds like um, something that would, would really work well with my personality type. Uh, maybe they had kind of dabbled in a way, if you will, or had a certain kind of experience. How, what would your suggestion be for someone to, to sort of move from maybe, say, a permanent role or freelancer or whatever, anything else, into an evangelist-type role? Would you, would you have any sort of tips or, or pathways? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the big things about being an evangelist is um, working very closely with the community. So... Whatever capacity that's in, whether it's um, software development or testing, documentation, uh, user groups, meetups, whatever it is, you've got to be really passionate about it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've I've got a, a number of evangelists who are absolutely fantastic friends, and we're all good at different things, and mm-hmm. acknowledge that we're not great at others. Um, and so you really draw on the people around you and, and working closely with people to build out those networks. It's not just you as an evangelist, and often a company might only have one developer evangelist or advocate, but mm-hmm. it's it's really a role for me that encompasses bringing everyone else together to achieve things. Um, and so, you know, be be passionate about one particular thing and grow it from there. That's interesting. I, I like how you say that. And that definite story coming through of, of a lot of time networking and, and just being involved um, with everybody else. So it's not this... Actually, it's, it's really satisfying. I'll, I'll cut for a sec just to say it's really satisfying to, to know that this idea of like the lone coder sitting on his own um, in the dark who has no social skills hopefully is, is at least dying or at least mostly dead. Because I still kind of get that impression from people who aren't uh, involved in... Like sort of directly involved in technology, this this concept still seems to permeate that you know developers are just kind of socially inept. But it's great to hear all those things where you say you know it's a lot of it is networking, being involved with people, being around people, and helping out. And it I just want to say it sounds fantastic, and it's great to hear. Yes, yeah. The the end of that it's it's very much about working with other people and um, not necessarily knowing those people uh, very well either it's great to get to know them but um, so many times you're working with people overseas down the other end of a telephone line and you know they finish off their development and you you don't hear much from them so part of it's you know following up and part of it's just being able to work with things on the fly Yeah. Um, if, hey, how about if if you want if if it's starting to get a bit funny and I've had some problems lately. I've got to get this internet provider changed or the 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 plan changed. Um, if you want to wind up, then I'm sort of cool for that. Like as well as that, you know, it's the evening. There's going to be pizza and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I don't want to take you away from the fun stuff. Yeah. No. Um. Go go for the the wind up. <laughs> I'm I'm brain brain uh brain sort of frozen now. It must be the temperature outside as it drops. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. We'll have a, sort of one one last question then, and I'll just try and think of something. Think of something. Think of something. I'm actually stuck because sorry, the, the the break in the connection sort of broke my train of thought. Um, <laughs> well, how how about if I'll I'll do my usual wind up, and then if I think of something during that, or if you think of something that you know is interesting as well, we'll we'll go from there. My, yeah. <laughs> so what, what what is the temp out there? Because I was thinking it must be like summer. So it's it's coming into summer, but the forecast tonight is going to be four or six degrees where we are. Ooh, well, a, that's bit a bit brisk. Chilly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it was like the first time. What was it? My my first winter in England. Uh, the English always do this, but they said it was the coldest winter in 14 years. And I'm standing <laughs> at my local train station, which was uh, not uh, covered. It was just like a what an open platform with, with my jacket on, which totally wasn't good enough. And I'm yep. standing there and I'm just frozen. And everybody else is just reading papers. No, yeah, whatever. Oh, 
Man. Yeah, I uh, I looked at the forecast and and ran down to the shops, um, and and bought the weirdest assortment of warm clothes and wet clothes and bits and pieces and and the uh, the, yeah. lady at the, the checkout just kind of good gave me this weird look and I said, think festival with robots, and in some oh. weird way that explained my yeah. weekend. <laughs> festival with robots. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what BuzzConf is. So it's all about um, ah. robots and cryptocurrency, um, IoT, uh, very family-friendly, so um, bring the kids and build a robot kind of thing. But it's all set out with camping and festival music and wow. you know, ca- food caravans and everything. So it's going to be an interesting experience. Oh, man, this sounds really, really cool. So I think we've just discovered when you're coming back to Australia next year for BuzzConf. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and are there other com- are there other conferences on around about the same time so I can kind of you know just cram it all in? I'm sure we could find a few to to put on the schedule. Because I've got to do. I'm I'm totally. I've just been slack. I'm, I'm totally that way. I've got to do. Was it is it, is it PH, PHP Conf Asia in Singapore? Yeah, that was absolutely fantastic this year. Michael did a great job of, of kicking that off. He and the team um, ran that uh, probably about a month uh-huh. or two ago, and it was just fantastic. Yeah. So, just just curiously, um, actually, there's a question while I can think of it, and perhaps it's a bit off the track, but the reason I ask it is that the the first talk that I've got at uh, PHP World next week is on uh, making open source projects as successful as possible, and it talks about using, it sort of splits it between documentation and promotion as a way of of how to do that, and one of the things I talked about was was conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, kind kind of winging it on this one, so, so bear with me. That's all right. What do you think it is about conferences as such that kind of kind of bring people in? What do you what what's your actually scrap that? I'll I'll try something different. If you wanted for the things that you think are the most successful in terms of projects and products and so forth, what do you think it is that makes it such? Um, is is it like things like it scratches an itch, uh, it resonates well with people, they're easy to use. What is what do you think makes a project or a product successful sort of compared with others? I think Sorry, that was the, a long winded ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I absolutely know what you mean. And I think the biggest thing for me that helps make products uh, and especially open source projects successful, it absolutely has to be the, the people and the community in, in, in and around it. Um, you know, great technology and great coding is fantastic, and we all love geeking out about design patterns and the best implementation or the latest framework. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we all we all talk about documentation, and yes, that's really important to to help people join the community. But the real stickiness, the real thing that makes people stay, is the the community and the experience they have in and around it. Um, for example, I don't I don't code very much in WordPress at all very much um, anymore, but I absolutely love going along to WordCamps and the local WordPress meetup groups because I've met so many fantastic friends in and around the community. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the big things that makes WordPress so sticky is that it's it's the community in and around that. That, you know, I can send out a tweet or a Slack message and go, look, I'm having this completely unrelated question. Can anyone help? And there's, you know, 50 different answers. It's fantastic. So it's definitely the people. Um, and that's what's great about conferences is I get to meet people from overseas who I've tweeted with. Um, mm-hmm. I, I ran into um, 
uh, Marco Pavetta sitting over breakfast at PHP Confasia didn't recognize each other until we, we mentioned something about Twitter. And he went, oh, you're developer Jack. I went, oh, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's this awesome. great... Ah, definitely. And there's so many people that, you know, you, you tweet with or you, you've, you've heard of within the community and then you meet them in, in the most weird and obscure ways. And you just realize that mm-hmm. you've, you've been friends for so long but never actually seen each other face to face. And conferences awesome. help facilitate that, that meet. Okay, awesome. Do you mind if I um, mind if I quote you in the talk now? Uh, go for it. I, I can make it more condensed and slide-worthy if you'd like. <laughs> no, that's all right. I've, um, I can put out a tweet. <laughs> sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> no, I've got, I've, I've got most of it. I've, it's just the case of I'm to the next, what are we? I'm flying out Tuesday morning um, and I'm spending like a bit of time every day just sort of going over and over it because I, I wrote the, the, the scripts for the talks to mainly to, you know to get my thoughts together and you know put in the good stuff drop stuff that's kind of irrelevant and then practice yeah because i'm hoping not to have this case of deer in the headlights on stage depending i don't know how big the room is yet you'll be fantastic um, don't stress about it i look a lot a lot of people i find start to stress about is it too long is it too short is the right audience speak from the heart and what you love and people will enjoy that experience I can work with that. All right. Um, all right. I'll, I'll keep that in mind because you and Gary seem to talk the same way. They're like, look, just get up, do it. If it bombs, it bombs, right? And you, you, you learn from it, right? You, you yeah. go, you know what? I'm not going to make that joke again on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I've definitely had those moments. Well, I'm just, I'm just kind of wondering about that because I've got a few things in there because the the thought was there's the element of tech or whatever the theme is you're talking about and there's obviously there has to be personality and my personality won't necessarily resonate with all other ones and so I'm but, guessing but no one's will re- resonate with everyone that's exactly what makes right. it so brilliantly personal alright I'm just gonna, oh, screw it okay I'm just going to do this and try and just relax about it I mean it's, I'm, it's been I'm looking very... forward to the tweets I'm sure everyone's going to absolutely love it I bloody hope so. Um, all right. Well, there'll be lots of personality. There won't be any crocodile Dundee jokes. Um, but safe move. Be safe move. <laughs> good. Perhaps there'll be the I'm nearly 40 and I'm a dad. So there might be dad jokes, but hopefully just one or two. So the evangelist trick is you, you can't have a go at your own product, even, you know, uh, comically. You can't have a go at your competitors and you can't be inappropriate. So you're left with dad jokes and puns. Okay, well... They're the safe option because they're so cringeworthy, they're great. Ah, uh, I like. Okay, I'll think of that a pun. I've got a couple of dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, dad jokes or just self-deprecating humour. The, um, the dad jokes work really, really well. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, well, I'm guessing it's going to be pizza time. So as I, as I end up most times, is, is there something that you want to plug um, that you've got coming up, like a, a talk, you want to plug your work again, or anything that you want to mention or bring a highlight to? Oh, it's a bit difficult. This is actually my last gig for the year. Um, so if you manage to make it down to Ballon this weekend, we're talking about IoT and, and business out of the office. Um, mm-hmm. We're in one of the tents in that general direction, and it's going to be great fun. So um, come and tweet, heckle. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. So if if anyone uh, listens to this, they won't. But if anyone listens to this before Sunday, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, I'm looking forward to seeing you down here next year for BuzzConf 2.0. Awesome. And okay, 
Is there, what's, have you got any conferences lined up for next year? Uh, not yet. Come in. I've, I've just got my, uh, my roommate coming in. There you go. The safety check at BuzzConf. <laughs> good. Everything is in safe and secure hands. It certainly is. So there's, um, there's 4G antennas being set up probably about 200 metres across the park, running cables mm-hmm. through trees, and they're down to head height. So they've got fairy lights on them outside my window. And my room is currently housing the Wi-Fi router for this end of the park. So they're making sure that people don't trip over with the fairy lights and that I don't unplug mm-hmm. the router for the internet because no one's going to like me if I unplug the internet. Yeah, no. <laughs> Everybody will know who, who and where you are in a real... They'll know exactly which cabin I'm in and they'll come, come hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, so any so there's no plans for next year at this stage? Not yet. So I think there's a couple of um, conferences that are still to announce speakers um, for the first quarter next year. Um, but mm-hmm. it might be a bit of a quiet one. We've got a lot of, lot of work coming up for, for early next year. But okay. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to meeting a few tweeters in, uh, in person, hopefully yourself at some point during the year. Um, Mate, I hope so. Well, it's going to be BuzzConf 2.0. I'll go and have a chat to the organisers tonight. <laughs> yep, and uh, secure me a ticket and just let me know where I just can uh, drop the funds and we'll go from there. Done deal. All right, Jack. Mate, it was really cool talking to you. Fantastic. And thank you so much. I'll um, I'll tweet you later. I, I, I tweeted a selfie of the, the recording earlier, so that might make some uh, some cover art for you. Awesome. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. No, thank have you a good, very much. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Um, thanks, yeah, for a very informative chat. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. It's been uh, way too long. Um, a lot of time in the works. And uh, fly safe on Tuesday. Enjoy Shall next do. week. Don't stress, but good luck. And I'll, thanks, uh, I will, I'll, I'll see you in the Twitterverse. Shall do indeed. All right, have a good one. And we'll, Take we'll care, talk mate. soon. Bye. Cheers. All right. So that was my fireside chat with developer Jack. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I do apologize that there was, a, it may have sounded a little bit um, not sort of stitched together in places, only because, as I do quite often, the audio was recorded separately at each end and we had some network issues. Uh, exactly where it was, I'm, I'm not sure. So stitching it together wasn't exactly the most straightforward of processes, at least as much as I'd like it to be. But I hope that that uh, didn't put you off in any way or didn't make it hard to follow. Anyway, that being said, what did you think about the life of a developer evangelist? Is it a role that you think that you could take on in the future that you'd like to pursue? Do you think that you're passionate enough, you're involved enough with the community, you're enough of a people person to, to live that kind of role and do you have the ticker? to live, you know, to, to put in the hours that perhaps at times it's required, that are required. Anyway, no need to answer me, no need to tweet me out, but hey, if you want to, feel free. And speaking of tweeting out, speaking of getting in touch, as always, if you're enjoying the show, if you enjoyed this episode, do tweet me. Ideally, please leave me a rating with some commentary on iTunes. You can find that by going to freethegeek.fm forward slash iTunes. I just love to know how it's going what you think of it, where I'm not doing so well, and where I can do better. Anyway, until next time, a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy New Year to you, your loved ones, your family, your friends, and I'll catch you next time. <laughs>